is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hi, y'all. This is episode number 147 of the Better Life, Better Work show, and I am live streaming on both Instagram and Facebook to record this. Today's episode is brought to you by my dogs who are barking and protecting. And it's perfect example. I'll give you the title of the episode in a minute. But there are a million reasons to not go forward. Dogs barking. Um, I have a little bit of a frog in my throat. And probably need to go get tested for COVID. Um, I've had some breathing difficulty and some speaking difficulty the last three weeks. And these are all reasons that we can stop ourselves. And so today's episode is You Are the Launch. It's an 8-8 update. So I'm recording this on the new moon of August 8th, 2021. And here's how I want you to listen to this or watch this if you're watching or listening. I am going to I'm going to put down my notes. <clears throat> I'm going to drop into my body. I'm going to connect with my heart and I'm just going to share my own update with you and some big changes that are happening in my business that you may not see if you look at my stuff because and I'll explain that. But here's how I want you to look at it. I want you, I wonder what you can learn about yourself from my update. Okay. Yes, this is about me, but it's also about you. I want you to borrow the insights. I want you to borrow the wisdom. So I'm calling this episode, No More Waiting for a Launch. I am the launch. And let me just take a moment and pause and connect and drop in. So I notice the dogs barking. I notice my voice is lower and scratchy and I require more water. I notice a bit of anticipation and nervousness, but I also notice a deep calm. And so what I'm doing is the anticipation and nervousness is in my thinking which I now know so much more about. And I'm allowing my feet, which are sitting on the floor, to really connect to Mother Earth so I can share my heart with you in service of you and of me. Everything is different. And everything has always been ready to be different. And there are so many opportunities to close down, to stop. 
and that's okay. Go at the pace you need to go. <clears throat> but for a long time, I've known something was coming. I still don't know what it is. And I'll tell you what, the more I try to decide what it is, and the more I think I need to have the web page and the language and the titles and the branding and all that stuff, the more I stop myself. And so what excuses are you using? And I don't mean excuses. I don't like that word. What reasons are you giving yourself to stop? And some may be totally valid for the last four years. I've been doing some really deep work. You may have been too. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Man, the, the, the five years before that was really pretty. I remember some woman um, that I did a, like a coaching consult with. She was like, I want to have your life. Like, I wasn't trying to be an influencer, but I had a big, um, I had a big fancy house and I had a big fancy pool and I was painting and everything was really colorful. And starting in 2016, the shit hit the fan. And I kept working because this is what we do, right? Most of my audience is small business owners or creatives. <clears throat> and I went in. I remember standing at, um, I have a picture of it I drew. I wish I'd kept the original, but in this painting process that I'm, I'm certified in and trained in and that I experienced as a client... You, um, you don't keep the paintings. The paintings are made with like children's paint and it's all about the process. But I remember standing at this painting and seeing this woman that was above ground, the colorful, happy, joyful Allison, but she had not excavated her soul and her soul was begging to be excavated. And in the image, which I've shared on the podcast before, but in the image underground, there was a portal and it says on the portal, to heal, go here. But underground looks scary. It looks like caves. It looks like death. It looks like shadows. It looks like um, fire. It looks like fear. It looks like facing. At the time, it was 45. I remember, I remember as I was painting, I was going through the process of, um, there was one point when I was... <clears throat> intuitively, chronologically, like I was writing one, two, three, four, five, six, all my different ages. And I was in my mind and in my soul, I was going down into the portal as I was painting. And I think I was 45 at the time. And I am six months out from my 50th birthday. And I've always known that there's something at 50. Have any of you felt like like, I don't know, late adopters. I remember as a young teenager, I always felt like such an old soul. And then as I got older, I could see how much I needed to honor the young parts of me. And so I have been slow cooking in a crock pot while also working. I have not been in a cave hiding. Like, right, y'all know, you know that you have to do your work and continue life. It's not really an option for me to go to a monastery somewhere for six years and heal my shit. And there are times when I wish I was like, I wish I had an addiction to something so I could go to rehab. And that's not what this is about. But last February, my journey took an even deeper turn. And it was like, 
doing all the things out in the world, going through this inner work journey, going through this inner work journey, feeling all the feelings, doing all the things. And I knew that I needed some private support. And I had been, um, since 2012, really focusing on self-trust. Because no matter how good my business was over the last 17 years, and it's been pretty good, there was still an inner self-doubt, an inner insecurity, and a lack of self-trust. Um, and it didn't fit with the longevity of my business. It didn't fit with my history. There was something inside. And so I've been on a very specific, not necessarily private, but very specific quest of self-trust. Before self-trust, my quest was like, how can I make more money? How can things be easy? How can I always be in flow? How to get more clients? <clears throat> and please know that I started out coaching 15 years ago as what was called a productivity coach. I had my first coach. I hired my first coach 17 years ago, and they were, it was sales performance. And so I started out as a coach in the sales performance world. And I got my early training as a sales coach with a splash of CTI for the mindset stuff. So mindset and sales, mindset and productivity, mindset and productivity. And I see this everywhere. I see mindset and productivity and mindset and productivity. And I love mindset. And I love productivity and I love sales. But one of the things I noticed in my early years of coaching, <clears throat> way too many clients at one time, thanks to my company, God bless my company, was that the people that were really experiencing an inner soulful success were doing inner work. We weren't talking about how to make more sales. They knew how to make more sales. There was a time when I like worked with brand new beginner people, but I moved on from that and worked with people in what I call growth and achievement phase. And these people, you, they know how to get business. They know all the what to do's. They know the how to. And I saw that they would do the deep inner work, emotional work, spiritual work. A lot of that at that time, a lot of it was mindset and spiritual work. <clears throat> Excuse me. And a lot of it was from the neck up. <laughs> and when I started painting in 2014, 15, 16, what I learned after at the time being in, in coaching for seven, eight years was that this was not just a neck up journey. This was a whole mind, body, spirit journey. And they say mind, body, spirit, like they're separate. But, you know, and I heard the term embodied for years. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. My brain knew what it meant, but my body was craving this deepening. And that deepening is here. It's been here for a while. I've been studying a couple of new modalities, both as a client and as a professional and as a personal, intensely since the beginning of February. My birthday is February 6th. So my 50th birthday is February 6th. I have been, I remember working with my um, colleague and client or coach, John Morgan. And I remember turning 47 and I called it my 50th birthday just because I had this knowing about 50 and it wasn't an intellectual knowing. It was a knowing from inside my body. 
And this is where not waiting for the launch comes in. I have been in January, a whole bunch of my clients quit. I have a, I have a coaching membership and I created it this year. We'll start the fifth year. So four full years of this coaching membership. It started out like life coaching and business coaching. And there was very much a, a track of here's how to do sales. And every single month we'd have some kind of business class and every single month we'd have some kind of life class. And then honestly, when the election hit and the Trump stuff that impacted my family really deeply. And so I really had to go in. (laughs) And so I, I kind of paused all the classes and we relied on the archives and we we've created a rhythm for my nervous system as a leader. And also if my nervous system was wigging out, maybe my client's nervous system was wigging out too. So I created more of a rhythm, these Monday, Thursday calls. Occasionally we have a guest speaker or something like that. But from the early days of this, this coaching membership, like it was just so structured. It was like a fucking school. And it was actually, I think called school for life and business. Because these are all the things I've been coaching for years. And I've had this knowing, but I've been afraid. I've been afraid to like, not teach sales and not teach you how to get more clients. I've been afraid to step out of the how-to. I've known and I always have brought the who you be to my work. And there have been a million reasons, right? Oh, I need a rebrand. I need the right language. I need to know the problem I solve. I need to have the right copy. I need to have the right colors. I need to have the right systems. Oh, fuck me, Allison. And yesterday morning, I had an experience. That's so amazing. I love how the universe teaches us, right? And how we, so it's not, the universe just doesn't put their stuff on us. And we have a responsibility to scan, to intuit, to listen. And my husband's out of town. He is having a blast, probably going to bring COVID home um, at his 40th reunion in Osco, Michigan. And I love being alone. I love being in my house. I'm a homebody. I I have been really missing my mom. And I wrote a post yesterday, like yesterday morning. So yesterday was the 7th. I felt this physical heaviness in my body. I felt the need, like I'm scrolling on social media and there's a, there's a patio furniture set. And like, I would just, I could sense myself wanting to avoid the discomfort of this heaviness. By buying shit. That's that's one of the ways that I like bypass my feelings is I buy shit, <laughs> which has not served me. I've gotten way better. And what happens is, so what I've trained myself to do to be aware of is that when I'm feeling those, um, the the when I'm feeling the craving to avoid uncomfortable feeling, or when I catch myself shopping for something I don't need, um. Number one, I make everything sit in the cart for 24 hours. And a lot of times I never go back. Number two is like, oh, what am I craving? Right? What am I craving? And so I did that yesterday and I wrote a post on Facebook. I kind of was like, maybe I shouldn't post this. It's a little sad. Just sad. I miss my mom, (laughs) y'all. My mother has rheumatoid arthritis 
<clears throat> among some other health issues. She's had it since I was very young. And all my family is vaccinated, but my mom would have to go off of her medication for like eight weeks to get the vaccine. And she's pretty homebody like me too. You know, she goes out for her doctor's visits and things like that very safely. And she and my dad have been very safe all through COVID. My dad is vaccinated, but my mom is not because my mom would have to go off of her medicine. And that medicine saves her life. Like, so not only would she have to go for medicine, she'd be in pain for nine weeks to get the vaccine. And so it's just really not prudent. That's the other thing. So arthritis is immunocompromised. It's a, it's immunity problem, right? And so she already has a weak immunity system. And so I miss my mom. I moved back to the Austin area so I could be with all my family. My family is my heart. Sometimes they bug the ever living fuck out of me. They trigger everything in me. Um, But like, I can feel my chest opening when I talk about my family. I don't have biological children. I've never been pregnant. I have bonus kids. They're awesome. But my Crow family and the grandkids and my parents is just, God, they drive me nuts, but I love them so deeply. And it is very important for me to spend time with them and in physical space and time. And right now we're keeping my mom safe. I'm keeping my mom safe. And so I'm not going over there. And yesterday I was just like, I noticed I wanted to connect. I noticed I needed connection. And I didn't want to connect with the lady at Sonic who brings me my meal. God bless her. But I connect with her a lot. I wanted to connect. And there was really nobody outside of me to connect with. And so I sat and I connected with me. And I didn't coach myself. And I didn't use my thinking. And I didn't do a thought model. And I didn't even pray. I just sat and felt the sensations in my body. I wrote about them because for me, when I write about the sensations, I witness myself. It makes it more real to me. It makes it so I'm visually doing it. I'm doing it with my hands. I'm having the sensory experience. And then I share it (laughs) because I share it for my own witness and I share it so that other people can see themselves in some of my challenges. And so I shared... (laughs) And I had a brief connection with one of my clients who's also a friend and my realtor. And after that heart-to-heart connection, it wasn't even deep. We were just kind of catching up on Marco Polo. And all of a sudden, all that, after just being present with myself, like, what do you need, sweet self? Oh, I hear you're sad. Oh, I can feel the tension in your chest. And just acknowledging myself and going through my own process that I've learned to do to hold myself. I spoke with my client and my friend, and all of a sudden, like, my body just cleared up all that. And all of a sudden, this, this knowing had the space to rise up. There was no more filter there any. There was no more filter. There was no more barrier. And I was like, oh, shit, I got a lot of stuff to do. I got to change my web page. I got to change this. I got to change this. I got to do, 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 do. And I did some of that stuff yesterday, and I will do some more of it later. 
But today's the day. Today's the day that I make the declaration that I'm a self-leadership and life coach. I'm here to help you be who you, I'm here to help you cultivate your being in the world. I'm here to help you meet yourself. We all say, and I have a recent episode where I talk about, like, everybody says, be you. How do we be ourselves if we can't trust ourselves? And how do we trust, how do we build self-trust if we really don't know who we are? And here's what I know. I know it, know it, know it. I see it. I watch it on three to four coaching calls a week. Most of us human beings do not know 95% of who we are. I was just talking about you, Jody Garcia. Um, most of us do not know who we are. We have been trained and taught to shove parts of ourself away. We have been trained to spiritually bypass and positivity bypass and and all oh, my smart people, God, I love you, my intellectual thinking people. We have been cognitively bypassing parts of ourselves, parts of our being, parts of our personality, parts of our soul that just need to be held and witnessed. They do not need to be coached. They do not need to be trained. They need to be seen. And then to take a step further, they need to be seen in community so that there is a genuine sense of belonging, not belonging so that I change my beliefs like a fucking cult, but a belonging in, I know who I am. I'm exploring who I am. There are parts of me I'm comfortable with. There are parts of me I'm not comfortable with. I am here for myself in the celebration and in the expansion, and I am here for myself in the wobbles and rumbles. But no one has taught us how to do that. We have taught, been taught to source that to God, to source that to our teachers, to source that to the world, to source that to our stuff, to source that to our income, to source that to our relationships, to source that to our kids. No, no, no. I am here to teach you to meet and get to know and build a relationship with yourself so that you can begin to trust yourself. And I'm not talking from the intellectual. I'm talking that no matter what happens, and I'm not saying you're not, that you're happy. You don't have to be happy. I'm saying that I am here to help facilitate introducing you to all of you. For years, I've been the authentic person. Before authenticity was cool. 2007, 8. In 2007 or 8, I was on a panel of coaches. And we were talking to a room of international coaches in our giant freaking company. I don't remember who asked me the question. I don't remember what the question is. And what's really fun is some of my current clients were in that room all those years ago. And somehow it came out that I struggled with depression and anxiety. And yet here I was the most successful, powerful leader coach of all these coaches who coach coaches in real estate. My program had done amazing. And so people were looking at me like, I want to be Allison. And yet I struggled with depression and anxiety. 
And when I shared that in the room, my, I don't want to call her my boss, but I guess she was my boss. She was like, I would never have shared that. She was mortified, embarrassed, ashamed. She was ashamed of my humanness, but I wasn't ashamed of my humanness. That was a deciding moment for me, not in the room. In the room, what happened was after that panel, there was a line of people that came to me to say, thank you, me too. Thank you, me too. They didn't say, oh, I want to, can you show me how to make $250,000? Can you show me how to grow my program? They said, can you show me how to be me with depression and anxiety? That was a long time ago. You know what I've learned since then? I, I now know what depression is or what it was for me. I know what anxiety is for me. I know how to. I don't, I don't experience depression anymore. I do not experience. I have been clinically diagnosed with depression. You know why I'm not depressed anymore? I don't depress my feelings. I'm more likely to feel anxiety because they, that lives in my head. But depression was when I shoved all these feelings and I shoved all these parts of me that I did not want to know into my body. And my body disassociated and just went the thunk. And any of you that have experienced depression, that is like depression. For some people, it can be a very miserable experience. But for me, it's this very heavy, thick. Ugh. Sometimes you wish it were worse because then there would be a feeling and you certainly wish it was better. I don't experience that anymore because I don't depress my feelings. I don't shove them into the closet. I'm learning not to project them. I've gotten much better. I do not project them onto other people. I own my shit. And I am so thankful for the shit around me in my life. I told my parents the other day, God bless you, mommy and daddy. <clears throat> my parents... You know, sometimes I say, I'm so sorry for the way we screwed you up. And I'm like, the ways you screwed me up were the path to my healing. It's not, it's not anybody's fault. They were my opportunity. Your mismanagement of money. If you hadn't mismanaged money, I would never have learned to manage money. If you hadn't um, been overwhelmed and disconnected and um, had your addictions and, and problems, and been a loud screamer, then I wouldn't be the person who knows how to meet her cravings and soothe her, not meet them outside, but how to hold myself when I'm having the craving of connection, how to ask for what I want, how to reach out, how to give to myself. <clears throat> I see like I see, and I remember in the early days of this learning and this studying and this practicing with my clients and this being with my, like being in it with my coach slash therapist. This is the piece that so many of us are missing. And I'm sure there's a million modalities. And I've struggled with, um, I've rumbled and wrestled with the, all of a sudden my need for certification Dude, my life is a certification. I give myself a life PhD. I do my work. I am in, in, I am in integrity. So much of what I'm learning and experiencing and teaching and coaching with my clients right now is the certification. No, it's not the piece of paper that the organization gives us. 
And no, I'm not going to be abusive with my workout here. This is the work that I was born to do. I've been training for it for 49 and a half years. And my thinking brain says, let's reorganize the coaching program. Let's reorganize your offerings. And how many of you do that? My state of being is primary. I am that I am a woman of range. I am that I am both and. I am that I am brilliantly smart and have a very strong coaching manager, but I am that I am in my body listening. I am I am you am too I am that I love and trust myself I am that I have a deeper and when I say deeper I don't mean logical this is with like all the bypassing that I've done by knowing something from the neck up I feel it in my bones I'm the heaviest I've ever been. I have a girlfriend um, that I haven't seen in a while, and we had a breakup a few years back, but we've reconciled. Um, but I don't talk to her very often. And yesterday, I was as I was in the middle of this like moment, she sent across this picture of me. And oh my God, y'all, my body was fucking hot. And I went to the pool yesterday in my new bathing suit. And I, I'm just... I'm, I'm just me. <laughs> I have more softness and pooch and extra fat in the same way I have extra hair. And it was tempting to go down the shame, but I realized I have more space inside of me. <laughs> I have more grounded in being. I have more fucking self-trust and self-love. And the body and I will figure out our thing, but I am perfect right now. If, if it took getting this belly and these giant freaking boobs that are full of cysts to become the woman I am today, I wouldn't trade it for that tiny, worldly, perfect body in the world. I'm a different kind of health. I'm a different kind of strength. And as I rebuild my health and my strength from the inside out, <laughs> you can't build it from the outside in, people. Yes, we need systems and structures. They support us. And I tell you what, I can see analogy after analogy after analogy after analogy of, of moments when I jumped off the cliff before the structures were there and then I went back and rebuilt them. I told my clients yesterday, I said, tomorrow is 8-8, eight, eight, Lionsgate, new moon. New moon is the time to release something new. And yesterday morning, that heaviness, I felt it. I was present with it. I let it be in my body as long as it needed to be. I listened to it. 
I tell my clients, don't just put your joy on the altar. You put your fear on the altar and your doubt and your insecurity and your disconnection and your disembodiment. And let's listen. Hold it in the, drop it out of your head into the holy altar of your heart and listen. Get curious. Ask it what it needs. Be present and connected. The image that comes to my mind is of Pooh and Piglet. (laughs) And the way Pooh and Piglet just be with each other. Pooh doesn't coach Piglet. He just bees with them. I am so tired. I, I mean, I lo- I still love strategy. I love talking about business that will no- never go away, but I am not leading with that. We'll have a quarterly business, blah, 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 blah. You can bring business up anytime you want because business is one of the vehicles of your expression of being and meeting yourself. Of course, all, almost all my clients are business owners or want to be business owners. But you can find a how-to on TikTok. TikTok on a 60-second video. I do believe everybody should have a good sales training, and I am not your gal. I can refer you to people, or I may bring a sales trainer into my program once a quarter. I am the launch. Everything about, not everything, a lot of things about my brand feel slightly off. They're so close. So close. And yesterday, the one thing I made sure to change was the yellow in my heart. My yellow heart has been a part of my life, I I don't know, forever. And it's become the primary logo, right? right? This little yellow heart. And what I love is when I had my hats made, they didn't have a yellow like my branding. The yellow of the old brand... And actually out in the world, you'll see some of both until I can take care of it. It's too cold. It's disconnected from the warmth of my heart. And when my sweet, wonderful branding people in 2017 gave it to me, I knew that. And I did not trust myself enough to say something. And yes, it's silly as a, um, it was good enough. That which is not me is falling off and I welcome it and I release it to call in everything I am. I am not a cold, cool color yellow. I am the warm, golden yellow of my heart. I am not a three-color three-color complementary brand colors. I am all the fucking colors of the rainbow whenever I damn well please. I do not need to look good. I do not need to wear. I'm wearing my dog walking outfit. And and for for you. Those things may feel so at home in your soul, and I want you to have them. I am not saying they are wrong, but I am saying what stops me is anything in the outer shell. 
anything from my head up stops me from hearing what's true. Even now, as my heart is beating and my armpits are sweating and I'm here preaching on a Sunday morning, because you know why? That's what I do. I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. I'm a facilitator. I'm a coach. I'm another kind of mother helping you mother and father your way back to you. I am not legally allowed to say that I'm a therapist or a counselor. When I was in graduate school, we could call ourselves counsel counselors, but I do counsel people back to themselves. It is slow and it is deep and it is not a, a fucking summer camp mountaintop moment. And then you go back down. I am tired of waiting for the breakdown that leads to the breakthrough. Why are we waiting for breakdowns? To have a breakthrough. Why are we not marinating in the way we want to be on a gentle and regular basis? Do you know, I don't wait for my therapy or my coaching sessions to meet myself. Oh, Rebecca, I've got to talk about all this. I don't have an appointment with her for two weeks. Shove it in the corner. Shove it in the corner. No, 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 no. Hi, Allison. I am here for you. I will not leave you. What part of me needs some attention? And so, yes, I cannot say that I am IFS trained. Well, I am IFS trained. I'm not legitimately. I haven't done their certification level one. I'm currently ISF, IFS informed. I am currently in training. I am. I have been in training for seven months. I am also experiencing this work deeply as a client. I am bringing it to my coaching sessions. My clients are experiencing it. Many of us are learning both as the student of the system and the human being opening to these new ways of being. There are better sales coaches than me. I used to be a great sales coach and I don't sales coaching and business is my zone of excellence. And as I even talk about it, it makes my lungs like my ribs start fighting with each other. I want you to have sales coaches. If you, if you need someone to teach you how to do sales, my way of being is my sales. And yes, I have things I do. Honestly, I learned those in real estate. Everybody should say, oh, I want to be a great coach. I want to build a coaching business. I want to build an online business. It's like, great, go be a realtor for three fucking years. <laughs> I got the greatest sales training in real estate. And by the way, be a realtor in 2008 when the market hits. Not realtor now where everybody's buying and selling, but go, well, now would be good too because it's, you got to learn some negotiation. So I am all for skills. Skills fucking matter to me. But skills without the embodied essence of who you be fall flat, leave you disappointed, leave you discouraged. I think about family members that I have, and I, I'm going to mention my dad because it's even though AA is anonymous, my dad is not anonymous in AA. 
my dad's been sober for, I can't remember how many years his AA birthday is in May. Um, but it's, it's like probably between 25 and 30 years. I can't remember. Sorry, dad, not that you listen to this. My dad goes to meetings every single day to support him on his journey and to not only to support him on his journey of, of being sober, but to be with other people who are on the journey of being sober. It's not fun to do this difficult work by yourself. And when I started bringing IFS, internal family systems and parts work, to a deeper level, because I've been doing parts work and reparenting work with my clients for 12 years, when I started bringing this to my clients, I brought it in a group setting. Yeah, a little one-on-one here, but I brought it as a group. <laughs> and the way I'm being trained is individual. And then the other day, I was listening to a podcast of a woman who uses IFS in groups, and she works with um, a different kind of person than I work with. She works with, with emergent situations. She works with homeless people. She works in a traditional therapeutic clinical sitting where there are in emergency states. I am not trained for that. And as I was listening to her and hearing her, I was like, oh, this is what we do in Solis. That part of this process of meeting ourselves. Trusting ourselves and being ourselves is being ourselves, meeting ourselves, and trusting ourselves in community to be witnessed by ourselves, to be witnessed by our peers, and so that we are belonging together. Not as human beings that are just the same, oh, yeah, me too, I'm not alone, that. But also as human beings that let you. Be yourself and be different that let you ask questions, that let you be in the curiosity of who you are, that let you be in the wobble. They don't want your bullshit. <sighs> and, and as a community, we're always drawing one another back to their true selves. I'm not the guru. I love to teach, but I'm not the fucking guru. You're the guru. You are the one that knows you the best. And I am not here to kick anybody's ass or hold you accountable. And I get that there's a time and a place for a sales boot camp and hold you accountable and kick your ass. But my soul is telling me that we don't need any more ass kicking. We need to reclaim our internal authority, the authority that was taken from us began being taken from us from the moment we were measured in the womb. Do you know that when you were in the womb, you were sonogrammed and measured and put into a percentile? And then you were either breastfed or you weren't and you were judged. You were, you were, your authority was taken away. And as a child, you were young and wild and free and curious. I watched my nephew Bowman. He is so curious. And I see the adults around him. Stop. It's your fault. 
He's just being curious. He's experimenting with the world. And the world and our lives are one giant scientific experience. We have a hypothesis. We gather our materials. We conduct the experiment. And and instead, the world teaches us, you did it right or wrong. And instead of going, oh, I experience what happened. This is the impact it had on me. This is how I feel it in my body. What might make it better the next time? And let's go try again. And I'm so tired of the fucking rules that I see out in the world that I put on myself, that I put on my clients, that we all put on ourselves. When we went to school, we all got shoved into this little standardized testing bullshit. Like, the whole reason to go to school is not to learn. My client, Lane, unschools her kids. Their unschooling is there so that they learn, not so that they learn how to be institutionalized. And then we have religion. God will save you. If you give up yourself, fuck that. God is not your authority. God gave you your authority. Call me blasphemous if you will, but I have deconstructed that shit. Human beings are the one that said, if you don't give up your authority, you will go to hell. Giving up your authority, your autonomy, your self-trust, your intuition, your knowing, your full presence with yourself, that is hell now. And I am here to help create heaven on earth. So that you may reclaim your being. Everything you want is inside of you, but we've been taught to give it up. We've been taught to give it up to commercialism. We've been taught to give it up to um, politics. We've been taught to give it up to the stuff we buy. Capitalism. Hell, I'm a capitalist. I try to be a conscious capitalist. (laughs) I'm also a little bit of a socialist. Call me a fucking commie, if you will. I am not here to take away anybody's autonomy. I am here to help people get their autonomy back. I'm not a fucking patriot. I saw some guy on the news this morning. Politics, my country. I don't pledge allegiance to the flag. I'm here. I want to contribute to my society, to my country, to my clients, to my family, to my neighborhood. But when I am full and centered and self from a sacred and holy and human knowing place, then everything I give to the world around me is better. And when I encourage those around me to check in, meet yourself, be with yourself, Hold yourself in the wobbles and I can show you that. I can show you how to. I actually know how to do that. Then you can be yourself. But most of us are pretending to be ourselves because we don't know. And so I think that I'm done preaching for the day, but I would like to tell you about solely self-leadership society. You may see branding or names around there somewhere, but today the name changes. We're still solies. We are still creating and cultivating soulful success in life and business. 
but our new name reflects more of who I am now, not who I was when I started this five years ago. It's solely self-leadership society. We are a live coaching and collaboration community for small business owners creating who are cultivating soulful success in life and work. It's a safe place to be a person of range. Yes, we have mostly women. Right now we have one man. We are open to all genders, all, um, we're open to everything. Women identifying, men identifying, non-binary. I'm working on changing my language. I tend to say you guys and I tend to say women business owners, but that is too fucking limiting. That's that thinking. We will champion you in your wins and we will hold you in the rumble. And we are committed to wholehearted living and leadership, not as a result, but as a process. We are aligned with compassion And I can help teach you how to soothe and unburden your limitations and your stumbles and your rumbles and your sores that are inside your soul. I can gently and lovingly help you excavate along with your peers in the room, your soul, so that your life and business is better. I have a recent client who came at the beginning of the year. And she, she told me the other day, she's like, I've been taking notes on all these things we've been talking about. And we've had a couple of like, you know, we've had a couple of sales conversations. She's like, how do you close a sale? And how do you do all this? And I told her some of the language that I use that is not the language that you're taught in sales boot camps. And she said, I was getting my hair done and I had all my note cards and I was just really studying Full body studying, not just studying in my head, but studying in my being and and actually practicing being with the parts of me. And she said, and something clicked. And since then, she's enrolled two $10,000 clients, pay in full. And so, yeah, that kind of stuff eventually happens if you want it to. I contracted this week, on my, or last week, on my pool. I've been wanting a pool forever. I'm so glad we didn't get it in the last house. We're getting it here. It has not been... Um, my husband doesn't want a pool. And I don't want to defy my husband, but I also don't want to give up who I am. And so I've been working with myself. How do I stand up for myself without being an asshole to him? How do I honor and respect what I want and need and also honor and respect what he wants and need? My clients know it's been a long time coming and I am on that list. The deposit is paid. The plans are drawn. The permits are being submitted and we will wait our turn for the construction people to sew up. And if you're a water baby, (laughs) not everybody's a water baby, but I thrive when I'm floating in water. Yeah, I live near a lake. My husband's like, we live a mile from the lake. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I want to wake up and walk out into the backyard and put my feet in that pool. And I want to do coaching calls from the pool again. And I want to float and I want to exercise and I want to drink wine and beer. And I want to connect with friends and family and eventually grandbabies that may, my kids may or may not give me my bonus kids. 
This is my home. I am home in me. And so I want to invite you. This, this wasn't all meant to be a sales call, but here's the other thing. I'm, I'm not going to bypass the opportunity to invite you to a new way of being in a community of business people who are doing this same work. And yes, y'all can sell in my group. One of my clients, Megan, told me the other day she's gotten seven clients from our group. I didn't know that. I think that's fucking, I knew she got a few, right? My clients connect and they collaborate and they, they, they see where they can be with each other. It's like a networking group that's not B&I, God bless B&I. But like, because they're right aligned business people out in the world helping each other. And then we have conversations. We do not do AA style three calls a day, but there are a couple of calls a week. Now you can drop in. A lot of times my clients say, you know, I said, what do you want to create on the call today? Do you have something you want to be coached on? And some of them say, I just came to connect to get the juju. And they leave with so much more than juju. And so I want to invite you to become a member of Solis. It's like a gym for your heart. Like that didn't even cut it. But you know how you go, like if you're a gym person, a workout person, and you go to the gym a couple of times a week, right? If I walk just once a week, I'm not a walker. <laughs> if I cook just once a week, I'm not a cooker. These are things that I, I am like, I am a walker. I am active. If I am active once a year, if I am active after a breakdown, if I am only active after I look at the number on the scale, then I am not active. I am that I am a woman who gently and slowly and beautifully practices her state of being. I am a writer. I write every day, not as, not as a, I am accountable to myself and these are my habits, but it is my state of being. It is who I am. If you need a fucking mountaintop experience and to have a quickie of, and I, I don't, I don't, I, I have a sour face. I don't have a sour face for those that are doing it and that that's right aligned. I have a sour, I see the purpose because I had to go through that to get to where I am. I had to think that enrolling $30,000 clients and getting pay in full and all that other stuff was like the pinnacle. I had to do those challenges to become the woman that knows. One of my, one of my friends told me the other day, I was like, I'm so jealous of so-and-so getting all these clients and da 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 And she was like, uh, may I remind you of the text you sent last March that created $57,000 when you sent it to just a few people? I'm here to help you remember who you are. And I'm here to help you meet the parts of yourself that you've forgotten because the way of the world naturally conditioned it right the fuck out of us. I love you. Thank you for spending time with me. Linda, you've been here since the beginning. Thank you. If this resonated with you, maybe share or tag somebody. Actually, don't share. Tag somebody. Check in with your heart right now. If you're listening on the podcast, which will come out later today, I don't know when you'll listen to it. Maybe you're listening to it five years from now. Listen to your heart for a minute. And other than hearing Rocky chatter over in the corner, what, which is what I hear, listen to your heart for a moment. Scan your heart and see whose name comes up. Maybe it's your own name. 
And so I'll finish with this. I said, I'm not waiting for a launch. I am the launch. This is the relaunch of a new pro. It's, it's a launch of a new program. My current clients, y'all either like it and stay, but I'm changing the name. I'm changing the way we do a lot of things. I'm changing some of the content. And I'm not waiting for a web page. And it may take me months or weeks, or I don't know if my website will ever be updated. I am the sales page. Um, I'm not waiting for all the systems to be there. I'm not waiting for the branding to be aligned. I'm not waiting to lose 20 pounds so that my branding photos look great. I'm not waiting to fix my hair or makeup. I'm not waiting for the system of the launch. I mean, I know people spend, they're beautiful. God, they're glorious. And I look at them and I envy them. I'm not waiting for any of that shit anymore. It's shit to me. It it doesn't have to be shit to you, but it's shit to me. It's things that take me up into my head instead of out of my knowing. And my head is brilliant, but it is, and it solves problems and it is strategic and it thinks and it's smart and it researches and it knows shit. That's an asset to you. Trust me. But if my head is leading and my heart and self is not leading. And so self leadership is about leading from your highest qualities and helping the parts of you that derail you to find their right aligned jobs in your being. My head has a right aligned job. My coachiness has a right aligned job, but it is the tool of my heart, not my ruler. My head is not my ruler. My heart is the ruler. And I have been years praying and focusing on and cultivating an open heart. And for years, it was an open heart-shaped head. I had an open mind. I had an open mind, and it was the shape of a heart. But now, my golden heart, nothing will stop me from being me and helping you to meet and be yourself. I love you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag better life, better work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.